0: Join the experience at visitperkcity.com. Join News
1: Prime Headlines is brought to you by. Don't take risks. Use a condom every time. And thanks to Malatu, I kicked out Malaya one time.
2: Some spices. Yes, I
3: This is Join Us Prime with me, Carlos Kaloni. Coming up, Finance Minister announced two hundred and twenty million cities to deliver relief items to victims of the Akosombo dam spillage in twenty twenty four budget as a third government effort at dealing with the country's economic challenges.
4: Has budgeted an amount of two hundred and twenty million to support the relief phase for the communities affected
3: by the Akosombo spillage. But the minority are not impressed, describing the budget as empty.
5: This government is leaving behind a budget that is debt-ridden. It's leaving behind an economy that is overtaxed. You are leaving behind an economy that has seen hyperinflation.
3: Arrested and cautioned will tell you about how some unemployed told both workers who picked picked camp at Road Ministry to push for the employment spent days in prison.
6: I prefer okay, to sleep here than get yes, into the house. In it's late, it's late, it's late. Because the pressure is too much for me. Now we don't have any respect in our families.
3: And Ghana's woodworkers are battling a range of health problems caused by a silent killer, Wood Dust. We have a special feature for you.
7: Then you have the very fine, smallest particles that go deep down. <laughs>
8: Uh
3: And Prime Business is at 8 p.m. with Emma Davis.
9: Economist Professor Lord Mensah describes the 2024 budget as one that crowds out the private sector from economic transformation.
10: Government wants to still hold on to business, you know, without, you know, looking into the situation for the economy to be transferred to the private sector. All right. the crowding-out effect still lingers on if we look into the budget clearly.
11: And Prime Sports is at 8.30pm. Well, Ghana's Ampemdapu are poised to advance to the finals of the CAF Women's Champions League ahead of their clash against Morocco Sporting Club Casablanca tonight.
3: We are live on DSTV Channel 421 and GoTV Channel 125. Please stay for details.
1: News Prime headlines was brought to you by. Don't take risks. Use a condom every time. And thanks to Malatu, I kicked out Malaya one time.
2: Some spices. Yesaka.
3: Thank you so much for joining us here on Join News Prime. Now, government has allocated two hundred and twenty million cities to deal with the floods caused by the spillage of the Akosombo Dam. MPs in the Volta region led by North MP Samuel Okudzeto Ablakwa have demanded a resettlement and compensation package for victims. However, this 220 million announced in the 2024 budget is mainly for relief packages. Now the minister also detailed that the government is doing to ameliorate the sufferings of
12: Geared and cheered when Finance Minister Kenno Furiata concluded the 2024 budget. The minority clearly not enthused with the measures outlined by government to deal with the economic slump. Whilst the majority believe this is the stage, this is where things begin to turn around. The Finance Minister says Ghana's economy will now be valued at $1 trillion from the $219.5 billion they recorded in 2017. The
4: 2024 budget. Is even more significant because we cross, Mr. Speaker, the one trillion gross domestic product mark for the first time in our economic history. Let me repeat, Mr. Speaker Ghana's economy under President Akufo in 2024, final year in office, is projected to be valued over one trillion Ghana cities in 2024 from the 219. But more importantly, one of the key issues this government
12: has introduced in this 2024 budget is that $220 million is now budgeted for the communities that were affected by the Akosumbo Dam spillage.
4: government has budgeted an amount of $220 million to support the relief phase for the communities affected by the Akosumbo spillage as well as plants upstream in the Oti Savanna and Bono East regions. But one thing that stood out also is that the Finance Minister Furiata told Parliament that this government has created 2.3 million jobs. Invested $541 million in 169 IDF, 1D1F Enterprises to scale up value addition and provided 140,000 additional jobs. And we have created, Mr. Speaker, over 2.3 million jobs in the private sector and public sector. Approximately 900,000 in the private sector and 1.4 million in the public sector.
12: But in terms of the numbers in this budget, one of the key things is that government expects to raise 176.4 billion Ghana cities in revenue in 2024. And it is projecting that it will spend 226.7 billion. That is about $50 in terms of the deficit, but government will be seeking to close them back in terms of the revenue mobilization. The General Hospital
4: also came up. Mr. Speaker, total revenue and grants is projected at 176.4 billion Ghana cities, 16.8% of GDP as we move towards our 18% target. And this is underpinned... By permanent revenue measures, largely tax revenue measures, amounting to 0.9% of GDP. Mr. Speaker, total expenditure is projected at 226.7 billion, 21.6% of GDP. The 2024 budget
12: is now set to be debated from next week Monday when Parliament concludes work on the post-budget workshop, but there were no mention of new taxes. When this budget was about to be presented, we heard a lot of things about new taxes set to be introduced, but the finance minister has not announced any. In the coming days, we will see if there will be bills that will come to parliament by way of taxes. We'll be looking forward to seeing that. But also, there have been no blanket removal of taxes. government, of course, has committed to zero VAT rates on sanitary parts that will be imported and actually manufactured locally. And MPs are now set to debate it from Monday. And the speaker says it will be a showdown. Reporting for joining us, Kweku Asante, Parliament House, Accra.
13: But
3: the minority say they are completely unimpressed by the budget, describing it as empty and a killer budget. Dr. Kishel Atufossen is minority leader. Mr.
5: Speaker, this government is leaving behind a budget that is debt riddled. <laughs> It's leaving behind an economy that is overtaxed. You are leaving behind an economy that is seeing hyperinflation. You are leaving behind an economy that is seeing high food inflation. And you are leaving behind an economy that is seeing high monetary policy rate. As if that is not enough, Mr. Mr. Speaker, this government is leaving behind an economy with high lending rate. You are again leaving. say that they are also leaving behind an economy where we are seeing massive and uncontrolled corruption according to the party's official conference. Mr. Speaker, Mr. Speaker, this, this is the card of this government. This is the legacy they are leaving behind. And so most importantly, I'm not surprised that today, today, you are here reading the budget alone. Where is the governor of the Bank of Ghana? Nowhere. Where is the vice president? Nowhere. But let me say, they cannot abandon you. You did this with them, and so they are the faces of destruction, and you are part of it. Bye bye. Bye bye, Mr. Minister. Bye bye, MPP. The E.A. This is your scorecard. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. But Mr. Speaker,
3: even before the debate will start next week Monday, the majority say they will expose the NDC's poor record on the economy. Alexander Afenyo-Markin is Deputy Majority Leader.
5: The figures cannot be toyed with. Dr. Atuforsen, let me remind you that your government could not implement a single single landing beach project. You came into this house with a law you chicken out, and you came to the carpet. This government has successfully heard the cries of the fishermen. And we have constructed 12 landing Peace sites. You come from the Central region. You've not been able to do that for the people of Central region. And you are telling him that he has underperformed. Hey, at all. Hey! Hey, Dr. Boston. Hey, are you saying that you, as a deputy finance minister, you did better than Kimo Foriata? Is that what you are saying, Mr. Speaker? In the same NDC, with its old men, they have no more car to play. They played their only joker on the scorecard. And today, you tell us that this economy is in its worst place. It was wet with all that we've experienced under COVID, with all that we've experienced on the global space. We have managed to keep the light on. We inherited do so under you. We inherited a situation where children could not go to secondary schools. And Mr. Speaker, we are ready for you today, tomorrow, any other day. Mr. Speaker, I thank you so much.
3: Now the finance minister Ken Ufereta has declared Ghana's economy has turned the corner. Now. now he announced a raft of tax reliefs in 2024 budget, including scrapping of taxes on locally produced sanitary parts and exemptions for medical consumables. This, according to the finance minister, is part of a broader tax review regime aimed at giving some relief to the private sector in the medium to long term. Now delivering the 2024 fiscal year budget statement to parliament a while ago, the finance minister announced a zero tax rate on other products, including local fabrics, imported electric vehicles and locally assembled vehicles and agri machineries.
4: Mr. Speaker, tax reliefs. Our approach to tax policy since 2017 was to give significant relief to the private sector until expenditure projects from 2020 required a more aggressive approach. It is important to note that the short-term fiscal sustainability requires that we improve our tax ratios significantly, otherwise our long-term competitiveness will be reloaded. As we all know, our country's 13% tax-to-GDP ratio is far below our peers. Our target is 18 to 20%, and we are on course of 16% hoping to be achieved this year. In that regard, it is difficult to implement all the structural reforms and tax reliefs needed to immediately lower and or eliminate certain tax handles. However, I assure this August House that we have heard we believe in lower taxes as a government for industry, and we are working as aggressively with the GRA and to be cemented with the Standing Committee of the Mutual Prosperity Dialogue. Mr. Speaker, Further to the above, the following reliefs have been prioritized for implementation. To extend, Mr. Speaker, the zero rate of VAT on locally manufactured African prints for two more years, Mr. Speaker, to waive import duties on import of electric vehicles for public transportation for a period of eight years, Mr. Speaker to waive import duties on semi-knocked down and completely knocked down electric vehicles imported by registered EV assembly companies in Ghana for a period of eight years. Mr. Speaker, to extend zero rate of VAT on locally assembled vehicles for two more years. Mr. Speaker, to zero rate VAT on locally produced sanitary parts. Mr. Speaker, to grant import duty waivers for rare materials for the local manufacture of sanitary parts. Mr. Speaker, to grant exemptions on the importation of agricultural machinery equipment and inputs and medical consumables, raw materials for the pharmaceutical industry. Mr. Speaker, a VAT flat rate of 5% to replace the 15% standard VAT rate on all commercial properties will be introduced to simplify Administration. To address the negative externalities of plastic waste and pollution, the government will review and expand the environmental excise duty to cover plastic packaging and industrial and vehicle emissions. Mr. Speaker, the Sun Duty Act 2005, Act 689, has not been reviewed since the enactment in 2005 to realign the rate of current economic realities government in 2024 will review the rates and fees for stamp duties. The bonds subject to ad valorem taxes will be expanded, while the specific rates will be reviewed. Mr. Speaker, a simplified tax return will be introduced as a means of promoting voluntary compliance as part of the modified taxation scheme for individuals in the informal sector. This approach Will make it easier for taxpayers to fulfill their tax obligations to the state.
3: Now, highlighting the performance of the economy in the 2023 fiscal year, the finance minister said the CD, as at November 2023, has been stabilized after a 6.3% depreciation in the eight months.
4: The CD has stabilized against the US dollar since early 2023. Over a year to date, Mr. Speaker a year-to-date cumulative depreciation of 25% compared to 54% in 2022. Specifically, Mr. Speaker, the CD has only depreciated by 6.4% on cumulative basis since February 2023, compared to, Mr. Speaker, 53.9% over the same period in 2022. The stability of the city largely reflects the positive impact from the restoration of economic activity, including robust economic growth, improvement in the current account position, improvement in forest liquidity following the IMF-ECF inflows, Bank of Ghana's domestic gold purchase program, reduced speculative forex demand as market confidence rebounds.
3: Now in his projection for 2024, government has announced a 176 billion cities revenue target against a 226 billion cities expenditure.
4: Total revenue and grants is projected at 176.4 billion Ghana cities, 16.8% of GDP as we move towards our 18% target. And this is underpinned by permanent revenue measures Largely tax revenue measures amounting to 0.9% of GDP. Mr. Speaker, total expenditure is projected at 226.7 billion, 21.6% of GDP. This projection reflects a reduction of 6.1 percentage points of GDP in total expenditure commitment basis compared to the outturn in 2022. This large decrease comes from the combination of fiscal consolidation efforts of 4.9 percentage points of GDP, reflecting an adjustment in revenue by 1.1 percentage point and primary expenditure by 3.9 percentage points of GDP.
3: Now, 10 things you should know about the 2024 budget. I have been joined by our joint researcher and data analyst Isaac Kofiyeje to give us a power summary of the 2024 budget. So, uh, tell us, what, what are the 10 key takeaways from this particular 2024
14: budget? Well, so I think let's start from the La General Hospital, where mm. the people of La should be happy at the moment mm-hmm. because they have been included in the budget. Government is saying that the financing will come from the national budget. Mm. And then also, the contractor is supposed to resume work by next, next, next week. week. Not even by next week. You use yeah. the word next week. Next week. And let's look at the second item, which is the sanitary part tax. We are going to have a 0% rate and import duty waivers for raw materials of the locally manufactured uh, you know, sanitary parts uh, will be implemented. So it simply tells you that. Things that we import locally mm. from outside to, to actually work on fraternity parts, materials, will enjoy some 0% VAT. Okay. Also positive news because we've been talking about this. Third one, mm. cover this stuff.
0: What's spring like in Park City, Utah? Imagine waking up on a bluebird day to ski the greatest snow on earth at two world-class resorts, Park City Mountain and Deer Valley. Exploring miles of wide open spaces by snowshoe or cross-country skis wandering our historic Main Street with its apres ski scene and award-winning restaurants. When you love it like we love it, Park City, Utah will always be winter's favorite town. Join the experience at visitparkcity.com.
14: Very extensively, exactly. so, so probably you'll be happy that the people are so, so finally, happy that get they finally are
3: getting something.
14: Exactly. Yeah. They've quoted this amount, 220 million Ghana cities, in the form of relief that government's going to give to the people of that way, the communities affected by the floods. The fourth one is those in the fine print industry, which is the African print industry. Mm. Uh local things that we wear, we love to wear them on Fridays and sure. other special occasions, and even regular days right now. Mm. They are also going to enjoy the 0% VAT rate. The extension is for two additional years, and there's some positive news there. Fifth one mm. is the night economy boost. Mm. Remember the. Uh, you, uh, Former president, Mama, spoke about 24-hour economy. Exactly. Now we are going to have a night economy, Mm. which uh, is supposed to improve. the. The DDEP. Seventh is the external sector outlook, mm. and this this is very important okay. because this is where most of the shocks and how the economy will fare in 2024 will come from. Government is saying the external sector hinges on negotiations with external creditors, mm. an IMF-supported program, cocoa syndicated loan, continuation of gold for oil program, mining inflows, and second tranche of the IMF deal. The loan. So mm. it tells you that. Mm. These are some of the sources that we are going to use to show up the budget, make the city stable, and okay. all of those things in 2024. All right. And it's currently actually hinged on negotiations that we actually have been uh, with our external credit. Let's look at the eighth one, mm. uh, which is the financial sector support. So we've been talking about NIB and other financial exactly. institutions in distress. Government saying you're going to provide $4 billion to address the challenge. The ninth one based on the international, you know, uh, funding support. support where we're anticipating the reflection. So we're actually expecting $2 billion, and mm-hmm. that $2 comprised of the amount, the second tranche and other funding we're supporting from the IMF and the World Bank, COCO syndicated loan. Okay. By the end of the year... Which is 2024? No, this, this year, year actually,
3: okay. we
14: should be expecting some, uh, you know, 20, uh, some $2 billion uh, to hit our accounts, And okay. the last one is a expenditure search. Mm. Now, you hear, you hear the finance minister say we've reduced the deficit. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the total expenditure in 2024, mm. 20, yeah. that's actually gone up by, so we are going to spend an additional amount of $21.4 billion in 2024. So these are 10 takeaways from the budget. I'm mm. sure other things may strike sure. other people, sure. but these are top
3: 10 for- Thank you so much, Kofi Jay is with our research team here. We're also working the lines to get some economists to speak to uh, this budget so they can give us some details with what we should expect come 2024. But moving on, some told both workers who picketed the road ministry to push for their employment were arrested by the police and cautioned. This was because the police said they did not have the permit for their action. You'll recall, two years ago, they all lost their jobs when the finance minister announced the abolition of road tolls. Now, the government promised to reassign them, but till today, many of them remain jobless. On the second anniversary of their dismissal, the toll workers, many with physical disabilities, passed the night at the ministry. I mean, fighting off mosquitoes. Evelyn Gadri and Mohamed Ramat Rashad told Joy News Features News Editor uh, Jojo Kobina that they would rather die in front of the road ministry than idle at home.
15: We can't go home. Some of our members are dead. We came in the morning, but we've not met the minister. So we are waiting on until he comes and then That's the needful. I prefer to sleep sleep here
6: than get into the
15: house.
6: Because the pressure is too much on me. My children and the family members. And we don't have any respect in our families because of the work that they, 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 they took from us.
15: We've been coming here and the minister told us that they will pay us until they reassigned us. Later, he said... It's a distant financial loss to the state. And we said, ah, you said this in the public. And we've been here several we have, We've had interactions with you. You told us that you will pay us. Now you've changed your mind. You said it's a financial loss to the state. We'll not
6: understand. They are asking us. they said we should go. And we said we'll not go. They will until, sleep here. Until, until we we'll get the good news from
15: them. The ministry doesn't want to help with the work. Most of us, we have have acquired skills. And they told us that they will pay us until they reassigned us. That payment, they can establish the persons living with disability who have skills among us. So we want them to establish us. The job, if it comes and we'll get the chance to work there, we don't have problem. But for now, what we are asking is for, they should give us their arrears. So that we we'll go and establish ourselves and stop coming here
6: it's not easy it's not easy it's not easy for me for me party it's not easy for me <laughs> for me party it's not easy for
16: me
3: well join News understands they were picked up by the police and cautioned to continue their action only when they have permit now we have been joined by Evelyn Gadry. And uh, so, Evelyn, your quest to demand employment led you to being arrested. Uh, what's your next line of action now?
6: Uh, the minister said to uh, her, We went to the police station. Yeah. Hello? Hello, please, can I?
3: Yeah, proceed.
6: Hello. Evelyn.
3: we can hear you, so go ahead.
6: So tomorrow morning we'll go back to the ministries and then uh, the minister said he will meet us. So tomorrow morning we'll go there.
3: All right, so have you also heard anything about your, uh, you know, reassignment as you were promised in the past? Is that the reason why you're going to meet the minister?
6: No. No, we've not heard anything. So tomorrow morning, five of us, tomorrow morning, five of us are going to the minister. The executive members, we have five. We'll go and meet the minister tomorrow morning. So after that, we know what to do.
3: I believe you are taking this action on behalf of your members. Can you tell us uh, across the country, the total number of these uh, boat workers who are actually uh, not working in at home? Yes, we are about three hundred and eighty one.
6: Yeah, three hundred and eighty one. Eighty yeah. eight, yeah, three hundred and eighty eight. It's, yeah. So, how many of you
3: went to uh, picket the uh, ministry, if, if you recall?
6: Uh, we, we, it's not a picketing, mm. but we, the minister said, anytime we can come there mm. for we the PWDs. Okay, so yesterday we went there to find out um, how far is our arrest, mm-hmm. yes, because he said he's going to pay us until reassignment. So yesterday we went there to today, but unfortunately this after, this morning mm. they didn't let us enter the the ministries so they they, 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 they nearly they, they even beat us yeah i can say that because they beat they assault us with their 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 gates that you know that gate, the, the entrance where the car pass
15: who, who assaulted especially you especially
6: me because my people were be, they were behind me so they said they won't, you said the security men, the security men over there the security men they were they were eight, but only four people, four security men they didn't allow us to enter so we we, we, we perched at one corner, so as soon as we see we, we saw the uh, the v8 cars they were entering, then we followed the car and they 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 locked me with their gates seriously i can't move i, I they lock me with their gates. I cannot even move. So they hit my head with the gates. As I'm talking, I'm feeling very, very, very bad, b- bad pains. I cannot even, even, even do anything. But I'll manage. But tomorrow when you get to the minister, we'll say everything that we, we, we just do this.
3: So clearly, what are your demands? Can you list them for us to understand clearly? If you meet the minister tomorrow, what demands are you going to make?
6: We need our arrest because we know that the, that the toll, we don't, know, we don't know when the toll is coming. The money, the, the money, is today, Friday is two years since the toll was closed. So we want our money to find something to do to cater for ourselves and our children. We have children to cater for and now we are in very big pain. Some of our members have committed suicide because of this. Uh, uh incidents which happen yeah
3: mm. so do we know how much government even actually me, owes me
6: I tried to do it I've tri- I tried Those. yes even our salary every month is seven hundred so it uh is 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 sixteen thousand sixteen thousand eight hundred yeah sixteen thousand eight hundred seven hundred times twenty four 700 times
3: 24. It will be 16,800. Okay, so these are your demands. You're appealing to the the government to pay this money to you. And you are making the claim also that some of your members have actually committed suicide as a result of uh, sitting at home. And uh, so uh, when you meet the minister tomorrow, these are some of the demands you're going to put uh, uh, forward. And so we'll be following up on this particular story. Thank you so much uh, for talking to us here or join us. We are so, so grateful for your time. All right, moving on, Chief Justice. Justice Getro Tokono has described the administration of Inspector General of Police, Dr. George Akufo-Dampari, as extremely inspirational. According to her, he has not only transformed the police service, but also rebranded it positively to the admiration of other public institutions, including the judiciary. Now, she is therefore urging the IGP, Dr. George Akufo-Dampari, and steve to continue with the good work in keeping ghana safe while assuring the judiciary support to ensure law and order in the country there's more in those this report by my colleague samuel mboram so we'll bring this story to you soon after the break stay with us
1: it's Charlie. welcome back the malaria will knocked you really down, eh? Chale no joke. Fever, headache, vomiting, loss of appetite. I couldn't even eat my usual fufu. <laughs> <laughs> you and your fufu, but I hope you got it tested before the malaria treatment. Yes, I did. And thanks to Malatu, I kicked out malaria one time.
17: When malaria strikes, take Malatu, containing Arthometer and lumefantrine. Comes in tablet and suspension for effective treatment of malaria.
1: Great to have you Thank you. <laughs> no problem.
17: Malatu is suitable for adults and children. Manufactured and distributed by NS Chemist Limited. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA.
13: There is something that drives you. The very thought of it fuels you. And even when the road gets rocky... You keep going just to get the results that matter. It could be about you. It could be the lives you touch. It could be about something dear to your heart. Such results leave a sweet, lingering smile, a sense of fulfillment. That's why you work till late. Yet rise with the sun. Yes, your drive knows no limit. Do it with Stan McBank, where we spare you on to get the results that matter.
18: It feels
9: like becoming an entrepreneur aside academics is never going to be possible when you're in school. Mainly because we feel that we are young. And we don't have the resources and the guts to be one. But if you believe in yourself and you have the passion to become an entrepreneur, then you already are.
19: Staying ahead in a highly competitive environment requires applying creativity and innovation to every aspect of your journey to becoming an entrepreneur.
2: Presently, entrepreneurship is driven by creativity and innovation to attain business objectives. The explosion in technology, business,
9: entrepreneurship, and consumption in this new era is as a result of the ongoing application of innovation.
19: Milton Bell once said,
20: if opportunity doesn't knock, build a door.
9: So, if you are ready to be
2: an entrepreneur, Heritage Christian College is ready for you.
19: Heritage Christian College moves you from a wantrepreneur to
21: become an entrepreneur. Every day, people have money emergencies.
20: My is money, Emergency.
17: Emergency, emergency. it. you emergency. emergency. Now, there's a new emergency number in town.
20: Dial star 770 hash for all your money emergencies
8: and chop life. Dial star 770 hash for money emergencies and get easy and quick access to your money, loans, and other banking needs. Echo
22: Bank, the Pan African Bank.
23: Of water. That's
22: so true.
6: Wow. It has a working torture. Mm-hmm.
22: That's so true.
6: I can see I S-I- mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and syntax.
17: That is so true, my daughter.
5: Well, it falls on it will spoil.
17: That's not true.
5: But what?
3: Welcome back and thank you so much for staying with us. Now, President Nakufado has described former President John Mahama's quest to return to power as deceitful. He says it is impossible for John Mahama to assume a new leadership posture when voted as president in December 2024. Nakufado believes voting for the former president will further stifle development in the country. He spoke at the inauguration of a library named after him in the Bantama constituency. My colleague Nana Yaojima has more in the following report.
25: According to the president, the government of the National Democratic Congress under John Mahama failed to deliver on its mandate. He believes there is no evidence that the former president would do better when voted again. Nana Akufuado therefore cautions the electorates against falling for what he terms as deceptions.
20: We are going to the polls again. The one who couldn't perform has returned as a changed person seeking for votes. How do you do that? We have given the mandate, but you couldn't perform. How do you return claiming you have changed? You haven't. You are only trying to deceive us. Will you agree to vote for him? We won't do that.
25: The president wants the electorate to eschew tribal and religious differences and vote Dr. Mahmoud Baumia for his competence. He also campaigned for a second term for the Bantama MP, Francis Asensu Buache.
16: The vice president, <laughs> Mahmoud Baumia, MPP4, Ashadev a Apejano.
20: So the NPP have, have, have elevated Dr. Dr. Mahmoud Baumia to take my place as flag bearer. So I'm, I'm pleading with everyone so not to disturb the party. In this country, we don't care about your tribe or yeah. religion.
16: you <laughs>
20: All that matters to us is an individual competence, truthfulness, and hard work. Those are the factors we consider to vote. Also, it will hurt me for the Bantama constituency to throw Asensu out of parliament.
25: The MP constructed the community library and technology hub for the bantama community the facility named after nanada is expected to help improve literacy and ict knowledge among children asensu bwache is bantama mp
23: we
20: have to help the young ones get equal opportunities with others, so they can compete globally. That's why I have decided to help every community get a library and
25: technology hub. For Joy News, Nana Yochuma Kumasi.
3: Ghana's woodworkers are battling a range of health problems caused by a silent killer: wood dust. Environmental scientists are calling on company owners and woodworkers themselves to understand the risks they face and put in place measures to protect them. Now they say protective equipment and workplace safety and training are crucial to prevent a growing problem of acute and chronic land disease in woodworkers. Alisa Frimpong explores.
2: 53-year-old George Boatin has been a carpenter for more than 25 years. He says his hands are the most important part of his body. They are his tool to get the job done every day, and he is extremely careful to protect them.
24: But, hands...
2: Aren't the only part of his body at risk as a carpenter? Exposure to dust and chemicals in the course of everyday work can damage an even more critical part of a carpenter's body, the respiratory organs. That's according to the head of the respiratory unit at the Confuanoche Teaching Hospital in the Ashanti region, Dr. Divine Amenuke.
7: The fine sawdust have got different um, sizes in terms of uh, the type of food that is used, whether it's hard or soft and um, with those ones the relatively bigger ones tend to settle more in the mouth and nose area uh, to the truth. Then we have other ones that are, go a bit deeper down into the um, upper part of the chest, and then you have the very fine, smallest particles that go deep down into the deep aspects of the smallest parts of the tubes that send air from your nostrils deep down into your lungs.
2: Wood dust is an unavoidable byproduct of most joinery or carpentry tasks. At George's workshop at Fumusa in the southern Ghanaian city of Kumasi, dust flies every time workers cut, drill, plane, or sand a piece of timber. Workers and their bosses know the hazards. Wood dust was first labelled as a hazardous substance by the Control of Substances Hazardous to Health Act passed in 2002. The law required workers to protect themselves by wearing gears to cover their eyes, nose and mouth. But workers like George say the gear makes it hard to breathe. Though he has asthma, that requires medication and regular trips to hospital. He's still not willing to wear the mask.
24: This is not something. This is not something that should be so mask. They are sweating like that. So, the man who is in karate here, I'm quite sure lose mask. So, the man who has problem, be but Because we are every one. We must no mask. But anyhow.
2: We travel to the town of Sokoman on the outskirts of Kumasi to the biggest woodworking center in West Africa, the Sokoman Wood Village. 20,000 workers cut, shape, and treat wood here. The village is divided into the lumber cellars and artisan section. The artisans sand and drill all day, every day, producing a mountain of dust. Behind me are fine sawdust particles on the ground. Fortunately, I am protected because I am wearing a mask. But for the furniture workers here, these woodworkers, they stand a risk of having so many infections as a result of their failing to wear protective gears like the nose mask. Sokoban Wood Village is no different from George Boatin's carpentry shop at Fumusa. A walk through the artisan section finds only a few are wearing masks. 47 year old Akwesiyanist is one of them. Respiratory health is of little concern to Akwesiy. This is despite the fact that 20 years working here have begun to take a
14: toll. <laughs>
2: Uh, Akwesi is not the only one here experiencing the health impacts of inhaling wood dust. Kwekwama also works without any protective gear. He complains of eye irritations and headaches. Akwesi and Kweku don't visit health facilities but rely on over the counter drugs to treat
8: their
14: symptoms.
2: Akwesi says a number of his colleagues have fallen out of the job due to the inability to stand the air quality at the artisanal section. But still, they don't see a major health threat and refuse to wear the masks that will protect them. <laughs> Wood dust inhalation or exposure can cause a range of health symptoms ranging from subtle to severe. These include irritation to the eyes, nose and throat, asthma and in rare cases cancer. The Konfwanoche teaching hospital regularly treats woodworkers with asthma that they say is triggered by wood dust other woodworkers coming with coughs that could be the start of illness. In one case, a woodworker was diagnosed with nasal cancer which could also have been caused by the dust. Dr. Divine Amenuka says all these symptoms may be closely linked to the inhalation of fine wood dust particles that can penetrate the lungs. The smallest particles can even enter the bloodstream where they cause heart problems and exacerbate diseases like diabetes. There are steps workers must take to protect themselves, says Dr. Amenuke.
7: With COVID, at least, we know surgical max and we know something like N95. So, the surgical max ability to filter is less compared to N95, which has smaller pores. So, that would give you a higher level of protection in terms of the amount of the dust that goes into your system. Um, There are other things that we call respirators um, or higher level of masks that have got extractors that are able to filter the air better for you.
2: The wood processing industries are clear on what employers must do to minimise the risks associated with wood dust. Ghana has enacted laws and regulations aimed to protecting workers employers must assess conditions likely to affect the health and safety of the employees or themselves and provide protective equipment. All equipment is required to be regularly inspected and replaced if necessary. It must comply with relevant standards. But in talking to workers at multiple facilities, it is clear that there is little to no enforcement of those laws. The Department of Factories and Spectrates is the main agency responsible for enforcing health and safety in factories, but several studies have found it examines a small fraction of the facilities under its control. At the Kasi community, one company has followed the regulations. Dust emissions from wood processing company Locks and Lumber Limited affect nearby suburbs. But the company has set up filters to control the extraction of dust in the workshop setting. Abidis Jigalian is general manager.
15: When you are cutting, you will get the sawdust. But we have the extraction plants to accumulate them and burn them in our boilers to get energy for our dryers. So the dust is something that we try as much as possible. I mean, maybe, I don't know, as much as possible to contain. Uh, I cannot say 100%, but I mean, when this... The company was established in 1967 at looks & Lumber, but before looks & Lumber there was another company here, Anglo-African Timber, that there was in the neighborhood, I don't think there were so much uh, people living, but today that all the neighborhood, we have the mall, we have a lot of communities, schools, we are really taking seriously that issue and we, uh, we have introduced new filtration systems, we have invested heavily in that.
2: Avidis says he puts the filtering machines in place at a huge cost after complaints from workers and the surrounding communities. But he says it is worth it to keep his workers healthy. For now, logs and lumber limited workers are some of the few in Ghana working relatively safely. Experts say these protections will need to spread across the industry if Ghana's woodworkers are not to face a growing burden of illness. This story was a collaboration with new narratives. Funding was provided by the Clean Air Fund, which had no say in the story's content. For Joy News, Mona Lisa Frimpon reporting.
3: JQ joins us in studio with Showbiz. What do we have?
18: Well, Carlos, today the budget was read, but what were your expectations in general?
3: Uh, Good, good. I was actually expecting something on the Akusomo Dam spillage, and I think I got something. Expectations were met, but
18: well, creative arts industry, we had just a bit of it. Uh. So um, you remember yesterday I informed you all about the December in Ghana activities that has been released by the Ghana Tourism Authority today. um, During the presentation of the 2024 budget, Finance Minister Ken Oforiata has revealed that The government will increase investment in CCTVs and logistics for security services as Ghana prepares for December in Ghana's activities. Ghana is the time of the year that everybody looks forward to. Last year, a couple of events had security breaches and many other issues with regards to
21: security. It doesn't matter what is going on. If any of you guys leave this stage right here or leave this place in a body bag, that will be on us. Do You understand? And that's one thing we don't care. We don't we don't want to happen. Now, at this point, whether you hate me or whether you love me. I want you to
22: understand the reason why
21: we're to
18: end the show is Well, the Finance Minister of Ghana, Ken Oforiatta, presents on the 2024 budget on the floor of Parliament, says government will work towards enhancing security during the December in Ghana activities.
4: Mr. Speaker, Ghana remains the preferred tourist destination in the sub-region, a steady stream of domestic and international tourists, also requires dedicated spaces in cities to drive a night economy and tourism. As we promote, promote December in Ghana initiatives, we'll also work towards enhancing security and the enlightening infrastructure. A tax force comprising public regulators and private sector actors has already been established to drive the night economy initiative and the public-private partnership arrangements. Mr. Speaker, we continue to optimize our tourism infrastructure. Improvement in key tourist sites have been complemented by aggressive marketing to reposition Ghana. Next month, in recent years, our country will expect to an increase in tourists seeking to patronize the December in Ghana event. Our investment in CCTVs, and our roads and provisions of increased logistics for the security services will continue to support these events and make them memorable.
18: That is assurance from the government to you planning to have the dirty December in Ghana. Your security is well assured. For joining you, Sayam Jacqueline and Sumai Yaboa. Shoulder, shoulder. Well our uh, dirty December is huh? assured. Alright, now Nigerian recording artist Victor Ader, popularly known as Victor AD, has hailed Ghana for the massive success of his hit single, Wetin We Game, which according to him became popular in Ghana before his home country, narrating how the song became the toast of music lovers and occupied the number one spot in music chats in Ghana. Mm-hmm. Did you know Ghanians have the ears for good music? That is why Ghanaian artists and artists all over put in the efforts to give us the best. Nigerian recording artist, Victor Adere, popularly known as Victor A.D., has hailed Ghana for the massive success of his hit single, Waiting We Game, which, according to him, became popular in Ghana before his home country.
26: It got to a point where, it was bigger in Ghana first before Nigeria, definitely. So, I got my first, like, my first ever, my first big show for the song. I got it here in Ghana first. And then I have. No which passport. show was that? Huh? Which show was that? Which okay, show was uh, that? I, I've forgotten the name of the event. Uh, was it Ghana Meet Niger? No, no, it's not Ghana Meet Niger. That was okay. before Ghana Meet Niger. Okay. Yeah, it was organized by some promoters. So oh, they okay. Actually, yeah, they actually put that together for me. So, the next thing I got to call, uh, Victor Alpha. <laughs> Come to Ghana. I was like, ah, I've not even done things in You didn't do afters. any promotion in no, Ghana? No, I didn't. You had not done any I, I promotion? Don't know, I didn't know anybody here in Ghana. Wow. When the song blew up here in Ghana. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Mr. Easy,
18: and meanwhile, i believe can attest to this this goes a long way to say that ghana is a hub for music and if you can support good music in ghana then we should support ghana's music well if you we can support mm. nigerian music we should be able to support Ghanaian yeah Ghanaian music because most of the times most of our artists are complaining about the fact that we don't support them but He is a testament that we are able to support good music.
3: All right. Great, great. Thank you so much, JQ. And that's it for Showbiz. And that's all we have uh, for this particular...
9: What
16: Can't you talk?
6: Homework now. Homework
17: for Grace's teacher, all she can say is, mm, she tries hard. On weekends, she's called Grace the Ace. And when you're in front, of course, you have a following. While at home, she has a following that is sometimes harder to impress. Well, Minister of Home Finance, we are impressed. That's why we offer every kind of banking solution for every kind of you.
13: In life, you sometimes seem to be cruising along,
1: but just when you least expect it, things could
13: go horribly wrong.
3: Leave nothing to chance. Let Glyco Group help you achieve your goals with customized solutions for life and general insurance, healthcare, and finance. Glyco, we cushion you for life. <laughs>
1: And you do that. No, 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 D.B.S. no, 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 the no, 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 Finito. Hey Charlie, welcome back. The malaria will really not down, eh? Hey Charlie, no joke. Fever, headache, vomiting, loss of appetite. I couldn't even eat my usual fufu. <laughs> <laughs> you and your fufu. But I hope you got it tested before the malaria treatment. Yes, I did. And thanks to Malatu, I kicked out Malaya one time.
17: When malaria strikes, take Malatu, containing artemeter and lumefantrine, Comes in tablets and suspension for effective treatment of malaria.
1: Great to have you back. Thank you. Thank
17: you. No problem. Malatu is suitable for adults and children. Manufactured and distributed by NS Chemists Limited. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. Mm.
13: When the road gets rocky, you keep going, just to get the results that matter. It could be about you. It could be the lives you touch. It could be about something dear to your heart. Such results leave a sweet lingering smile, a sense of fulfillment. That's why you work till late, yet rise with the sun. Yes, your drive knows no limit. Do it with Stan McBank, where we spare you on to get the results that matter.
9: okay Don't worry, darling. I won't touch your calipo, okay? Okay.
19: <gasps> hey, she Papa. Should I need some for you?
13: It's okay, Grandma. I can drink it too. Oh,
19: coffee. I've brought plenty for you.
6: Do you know that?
1: Calipo, a natural food juice drink. This advertisement
14: has been vetted and approved by the...
1: The Business segment is brought to you by...
22: Ecobank, the Pan-African Bank.
1: Take a smash to the for your QR code. It's time you switch
23: to the pack today.
9: Welcome to Prime Business with me, Emma Davis. A look at our stories. Government is hoping to spend a total of 226.7 billion CDs in 2024. This will represent 21.6% of the GDP. Speaking in Parliament during the 2024 budget presentation, Finance Minister Ken Oferiata explained that the projection reflects a reduction of 6.1% points Of GDP in total expenditures relative to the outturn in 2022,
4: Mr. Speaker, total expenditure is projected at 226.7 billion, 21.6% of GDP. This projection reflects a reduction of 6.1 percentage point of GDP in total expenditure commitment basis. Compared to the outturn in 2022, this large decrease comes from the combination of fiscal consolidation efforts of 4.9 percentage points of GDP reflecting an adjustment in revenue by 1.1 percentage point and primary expenditure by 3.9 percentage points of GDP.
9: But reacting to this, economist Professor Lord Mensah has stated that the 2024 budget does not seem to give room for the private sector to thrive, but rather crowding them out. He argues, per the expenditure lined up for 2024, governments may want to hold on to business rather than allowing the private sector to participate in the economic transformation of the country.
10: The term uh, turning the corner, I think, is too early. Um, From where I sit, I won't use that term when, you know, I mean, inflation is above, you know, interest on investment. Mm. Um, If inflation is above interest on investment, um, then it means real value of investment is negative. So at what point did we turn the corner? We can only turn the corner when... You know, per his projections, you could see we are targeting inflation somewhere around, you know, um, 15 percent by the end of 2024. Mm. At the same time, average interest rate in the monetary policy rate in the economy, we are targeting somewhere 15 percent as well by the end of 2024. That is when we can comfortably say that we've turned the corner because at that point, real value on investment is almost zero. And that is, you know, I mean, going into the positive side. So uh, looking at the financing bit, uh, per my projections, I don't think interest rate structures are going to come down any moment from now. And uh, it's a cause to worry in an economy of that sort.
5: Mm.
25: Uh,
10: Looking at the, uh, the proposals on projects that have been lined out, clearly you could see government wants to still hold on to business. You know, without you know, looking into the situation for the economy to be transferred to the private sector. All right. Uh, the crowding out effect still lingers on if you look into the budget clearly. And uh, I don't foresee any moment from now that interest rates are going to you come down, down uh, on or the
4: market.
9: The finance minister also announced some aid tax release aimed at helping the private sector.
4: Mr. Speaker tax reliefs. Our approach to tax policies since 2017 was to give significant relief to the private sector until expenditure prejudice from 2020 required a more aggressive approach. It is important to note that in the short term fiscal sustainability requires that we improve our tax ratios significantly, otherwise our long-term competitiveness will be reloaded. As we all know, Our country's 13% tax-to-GDP ratio is far below our peers. Our target is 18 to 20%, and we are on course of 16% hoping to be achieved this year. In that regard, it is difficult to implement all the structural reforms and tax reliefs needed to immediately lower and or eliminate certain tax handles. However, I assure this august House that we have heard we believe in lower taxes as a government for industry, and we are working as aggressively with the GRA and to be cemented with the Standing Committee of the Mutual Prosperity Dialogue. Mr. Speaker, further to the above, the following reliefs have been prioritized for implementation. To extend, Mr. Speaker, the zero rate of VAT on locally manufactured African prints. For two more years. Mr. Speaker, to waive import duties on import of electric vehicles for public transportation for a period of eight years. Mr. Speaker, to waive import duties on semi-knocked down and completely knocked down electric vehicles imported by registered EV assembly companies in Ghana for a period of eight years. Mr. Speaker, to extend zero rate of VAT on locally assembled vehicles for two more years. Mr. Speaker, to zero rate VAT on locally produced sanitary parts. Mr. Speaker, to grant import duty waivers for rare materials for the local of sanitary parts. Mr. Speaker, to grant exemptions on the importation of agriculture machinery equipment and inputs and medical consumables raw materials for the pharmaceutical industry. Mr Speaker, a VAT flat rate of five percent to replace the fifteen percent standard VAT rate on all commercial properties will be introduced to simplify administration. To address the negative externalities of plastic waste and pollution, government will review and expand the environmental excise duty to cover plastic packaging and industrial
9: and vehicle emissions. We are to that associate director of tax at KPMG, Gordon Dade, commended government for outlining some tax reliefs. He says this will boost production and ensure sustainability for, for private sector players.
8: I see the tax reliefs in, in three categories. One that is going to boost production, uh, from the side of the release for businesses, ones that is going, to, ones that are going to uh, look at the sustainability issues that we are experiencing. You know, globally, there's a lot of talk about sustainability and ESG. And if you look at some of the reliefs that we are going to have for the um, the motor vehicle industry, for example, they talk about release for SKD and then the CKD, where the semi-knockdown vehicles, I mean, once you import them, there's, there's that relief or exemption on the import duties. And I think that is very important because we need to look at how we can operate sustainably as a, as a country, how to move away from all the carbon emissions and things that we are seeing. So those are very good policies. And also on the plastic side, government is intending to review some of the taxes there. And that will help us to manage some of the impact of the environmental issues on, on, our, on our economy. Right. And So for me, the one that is also important is also the um, the informal sector, where government is looking at also restructuring that side and also bringing some simplified transition for that side. We've always been talking about how to widen the tax net and the informal sector is one area that we have to pay attention to. So I'm quite, quite happy that government is going to look at that side. But we'll have to wait to see what the tax returns and what the reforms are going to be come 2024.
9: Meanwhile, the Ghana Union of Traders Association have expressed disappointment over the failure of the 2024 budget to meet their demands speaking earlier on business life president of the association dr joseph obin said the business community would have to find ways to contend with the challenges they are saddled with
26: our main demands as traders were not met as you know that um, we are so clear with our demands uh, um, from the trading community we're demanding that COVID levy should be removed We are demanding that the special import levy also be removed. And then we are demanding also that the VAT as it is now should be uh, restructured to ensure conducive operation by the uh, business uh, community. And all these were not met, even though we admit that um, there have been um, a tax reliefs for some industry players um, in the car industry, that's the electric um, assembling cars here, yeah? and then local um, car ma- vehicle manufacturers, African print manufacturers, san- sanitary part uh, manufacturers, and agri-machinery, uh, which are all very good um, uh, for a section of the industry. But for the trading sector and the fact that we have been complaining about high cost of doing business, our inability to clear our goods from the port, our inability to even um, comply with the VAT and all that were not met.
9: More reactions on the budget as the Deputy Minister of Energy, Andrew Ejapa says the 2024 budget has instituted the right policy measures to help stabilize the energy sector. He added that this will ensure there is stable power supply next year.
23: I make the point always that, look, there's always an opportunity cost to every financing that you have. Okay? So if ECG has, ab initial, 35% take-or-pay obligation in terms of excess capacity, that's a hole right there. And so whatever resources that they are able to generate would obviously be insufficient to meet all their outflows. And so they need, support. So government has to necessarily make those support available to ensure that the lights are on. But can you keep doing that? No. So what do you do? You need to renegotiate some of those agreements that are in place so that you can reduce that burden. And that has been done. In the coming days, you will hear an announcement of the discussions that government has had with the IPPs such that that obligation would then reduce. Then you put in uh, investment in the ECG system itself to improve efficiency. Okay, so that within the short, medium to long term, you can deal with that problem comprehensively. I was trying to wrap up to you on this on this budget. Deal with that that issue, and we're working on it to ensure that rest assured, going into next year, as has been the case in the past seven years, there will not be
22: so.
9: Away from budget-related stories, government has been entreated to focus more on improving local enterprises to consolidate its industrialization agenda. According to the Director-General for Management, Development and Productivity Institute, Bernice A.J., this is significant to ensure sustainability. There is more in this report. Sustaining
14: competitive and responsible enterprises is an ILO global program that seeks to improve productivity and working conditions in small and medium enterprises. The key intervention of the global program is a training which combines practical classroom sessions with in-factory consulting. Score training demonstrate the best international practices in the manufacturing and services sector and help SMEs to participate in global supply chains. According to the Director General, these enterprises need more advisory services.
19: Actually, very fulfilling because uh, the impact the score program is having on the enterprises. You know that in Ghana, 80% of the enterprises or the businesses are all small and medium scale. And so the, when you see the impact on how the transformation goes, it's very, very fulfilling and exciting. And on top of that, without the uh, score, program, we cannot achieve the industrialization agenda for the nation, which is to, you know, build up our industries, and it is through best practices. And so what SCORE gives the enterprises is how to be competitive and how to sustain uh, your business. It's a continuous learning uh, process, and so we are excited how the German um, government, through GIZ, is funding these um, projects. We started in Accra and then moved to Kumasi Central Region and now happy to tell you that we are in the north now. And a lot of the processes that goes on, sometimes we leave out some of the regions, so we've been pushing to go to the north. And now we are actually going even further. After this project, we're going more to the northern part.
9: Development Bank Ghana has announced game-changing recommendations to support Ghana's efforts to achieve food security, among other economic benefits. Speaking at DBG Value Chain Dissimulation Workshop, the bank's chief economist and head of economic research department, Dr. Kwabna Opuni-Frempong, said, the objective is to unplug the identified bottlenecks along the critical parts of the value chain's of the rice, maize, soya, and poultry sectors.
27: Food imports are responsible for about half of food inflation in Ghana. With high import volumes of staple food items, particularly rice, sugar, and poultry, the effects of the cost of living on the average citizen cannot be underestimated. In light of this, Development Bank Ghana and its key partners undertook deliberate efforts, including The multi-stakeholder workshops to unravel the issues in order to be able to address market failures and critical food supply chains of maize soya poultry and rice speaking to Joint business at the value chain dissimulation workshop dbg's chief economist and head of economic research department dr quabinoponi frimpong said its game changing recommendations will unplug the identified bottlenecks in the value chain
24: GCS, for example, they've officially uh, written to us that they've adopted all the recommendations that you have put forward. They've written to us uh, our CEO, K. Duka. So I believe the next stage of uh, discussion will go on. We have set up also an implementation committee with GCS. We are working on the scope of work and all of that. He said the Ghana Commodity
27: Exchange needs a massive reform to ensure food security in the country
24: this is a national security issue food is a national security issue so again government can come in and again DBG maybe after a lot of internal deliberation we can probably also figure out a way in which we can support GCX but one thing is clear GCX needs all the support it can get to make our food security issue go away or minimize it that is incontrovertible we have to do it which way we do it, we have to put our heads together, but you have to get it done. Meanwhile,
27: Director of Agribusiness at GESO Samuel Yeboah, pledged their commitment to double their support in the agri-value chain to ensure food sufficiency in the country.
26: We are looking at doubling this performance over years. I mean, every year, to ensure that more support is given to the agricultural sector to be able to produce more to become self-sufficient in food production in the country.
27: DBG, in the meantime, is optimistic. Its recommendations and other proposals will be implemented in due course. For Joy Business, Pios Kujubaka.
9: The Ghana Statistical Service has launched the International Data Masterclass aimed at supporting Ghana's growth in data literacy. According to the Deputy Government Statistician, for Stina Angua, the masterclass is needed to help governments and leaders to take good policy decisions that will inure to the benefit of the public and contribute to economic development.
22: National Data Masterclass, which was launched by the Ghana Statistical Service, is an online course designed by the UK's Office for National Statistics to put data and evidence at the center of decision making. The service also launched the Digital Census Atlas and the GSS Learning Hub demo. According to the Deputy Government Statistician, Faustina Frimpol-Angwa, understanding data is key to making good public policies.
6: And our data fair, in the sense that what we do is we crunch numbers. But surprisingly, people are not too comfortable when it comes to numbers because they think it's too technical. But we turn the UK office for bringing it lower level, such that non statisticians who make decisions on our behalf will be able to understand and appreciate how to use numbers in their policy making and again in planning decisions for us. Our partnership with ONS has been a long one, starting from 2018. And thank you for helping us to transform and again to modernize.
22: Deputy British High Commissioner Keith McMahon said the UK was committed to supporting Ghana's growth in data literacy.
28: Data stats on housing, schooling, health, etc. All are vital for governments to support policy and decision making. All of this is really important in order to help governments make the right choices about how they spend their money and how they perhaps grow the economy, but also support of their citizens. The UK is committed to fostering a culture across government where decisions are grounded in robust data-driven insights in order to leave no one behind. The UK continues to collaborate with the Ghana Statistical Service through the UK's Office for National Statistics, Technical Assistance and the Capacity Building Partnership. This partnership has supported the 2021 Population and Housing Census, helped upgrade the National Sustainable Development Goals reporting platform, as well as funding for surveys such as the Ghana Demographic and Health Survey.
22: The launch forms part of the 2023 African Statistics Day celebration aimed at modernizing data ecosystems to accelerate the implementation of the African continental free trade area.
9: How we part company tonight? My name is Emma Davis. For more business news, do log on to myjoyonline.com. I leave you with international business.
1: segment was brought to you by
13: Ecobank, the
16: Pan-African Bank.
13: For decades, we have helped businesses connect with their trade partners all over the globe. From Ghana to Burkina Faso, Côte d'Ivoire, Benin, Togo, Senegal, China, Morocco, France, Netherlands, and many other countries. We have made it possible to bring Ghana to the world. We have brought small and medium businesses closer to their customers across the regions in Ghana with our SME support facilities. We have brought relief and smiles to the faces of families with our employee personal loans. With our cutting-edge technology and digital support, we take the burden of complex thinking off you, making life simple. That is who we are, as close as a partner. Bank of Africa, we are indeed the African Bank with the global reach.
1: Customer, 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 customer,
23: customer, customer, Fifty-four thousand.
24: Fifty-five
23: We Yeah, yeah, and then I kick out yet, one of our daily lucky winners Dow star, star 946 has to play now or you can also play online at www.gamebaggames.com game park is regulated by the national Lo Authority
15: hey.
1: So we're Może File, the power past t a dia 4-year heard from herites
15: about. She lives and has been identical to her hace years with
13: us. operators continue to practice these
4: fine cheaters. I don't
0: know more about
6: we say, we No. in know.
13: We
1: Segment is brought to you by... Commend DBS Industries to you. Let's go to DBS Industry.
11: Hello, welcome to Prime Sports tonight with Mirazak Musbao. Let's start off from the CAF, Women's Champions League, whose semi-final games are underway and just gone by. was a game between Mamalodi Sundowns who play will now play their third consecutive CAF Women's Champions League final following their dispersion of FAR in the semifinals of that tournament being held in Cote d'Ivoire and uh, was held earlier at the Korogo Amadou Gone Stadium. And uh, while it plays in the finals, was the main target. The tie between the two sides was somewhat of a grudge match for the South Africans who surrendered their champion's title to as far last season, the finals that saw Asfar being crowned champions. And that's how they took the lead in that game and went on to win it. And a corner kick effected by the Mamalodi Sundowns, not properly cleared by Asfar and was slaughtered at the back of the net. And that was the only goal that saw Mamalodi Sundowns advance to their third consecutive finals. In this tournament and we're interested to know that this tournament is in its third edition so big to the finals at every edition of the tournament the one the first edition against Ghana's very own azakas ladies and lost was far in the second edition and they're now on their way to the finals but who will they meet in the finals uh more history will be inside sight for both sporting Club casablanca and apem dakwa ladies who face either uh, who are facing each other at the moment, and it's gone as apem Dakwa, who in the fourth minute managed to pick a penalty after the ball hit the arm of uh, you know the Moroccan side defender and Joe Nana Andakwa there, uh, hoping that it's indeed a penalty when as the VR was reviewing the incident, and uh, after some thorough review, it was affirmed that it was a penalty, and apem Dakwa managed to. Uh, picked that penalty over there. You can see Joe Nanandakwa, who's the head coach of the side, uh, very still issuing instruction even while the decision as to whether it was a penalty or not was still being reviewed. And, uh, well, uh, finally it was uh, reviewed and accepted as a penalty. And you could see the referee just uh, guarding the players to stay off the line. And it was Comfort Yabua who stepped up and, uh, you know, Feel the tension and the Ivorians strongly supporting the Guinean ladies there. And she stepped up a few steps and slotted it in to give Ampem Dakwa the lead in that crucial second semi final game. And if things remain the same, then they will advance to the finals and phase Mamalodi's sundowns in the finals that is set to come off this weekend. So that's how the penalty occurred. Just look at that. The ball coming off the hands of that uh, sporting Casablanca defender and comfort your boy, make no mistake from the sport kick and ensured that he gave the side the lead. At the moment, it's still one goal to nil for Apemda Dakwa, and we'll keep you posted on what happens over the game, over there. But before the game, though, head coach, Joe Adakwa was speaking to us about what to expect in the game. And... Um, the his prediction has come
29: to pass. Every semi-finals is like finals, very tough. And we know that we are going to have a very good game tomorrow. Definitely, they know us and we know them. They have watched our game and we've been watching their games. But, inshallah, we are going to win the game. Any war, any war that you are going, you don't, have, you don't, you don't need defeats. So you predict when you work for it, then you have it. So I trust my girls. They are going to work. And definitely with their, with their hard work and determination, we can win the game. Oh, as for injuries, we don't have. Only our top striker, Marian Ponsa, is not all that well. You can see that she's not playing our games, but other girls are there. Psychologically, we have psyched them, they know what is a stick, so they will work. And we all know that tomorrow's match is a very tough encounter. We are going to meet, tactically a very good game, but preparation-wise, we are okay. psychological wise we are okay, so we are going to work for that. Yeah, that one, too, is going to be tougher than the first game, because... They know that we beat their, one of their teams over there as far. So when they are coming into the game, they know that we are not minos. We are very good side. So they will do all their best to do what is important for them. So we are not going to sit down and say we beat as far so we can get them easily. It is not going to work like that, but until or unless we work hard before we can get the win.
2: eh uh, your buy nyame adum yet me abor adu semi finals and semi finals nonsense you con e nyee easy to back campo your are well prepared nyame adum match na semi finals na you go bono your be win ni na finals players no bia you ready for the game say you be twin nyame adum ade be chi na yakwa akobono age points yako final
11: so that's a very optimistic Head coach and the captain of the side there. Well, like I mentioned, they're currently leading by one goal to nil. And if they stay the same way, then they advance to the finals. Well, my colleague, Fifi Manfred, uh, joined me via Zoom to talk about the Black Stars. But he's also been keeping tabs on this game. And, uh, Fifi, thank you so much for joining us. But let's just touch a little on that game underway between Apemdaquah and the uh, Sporting in Casablanca. Um, is it still one goal to nil as of the time you were joining us?
30: Ms. um thank you. Good evening to everybody that's listening to us. Ampim Nakwa are still leading our um, stance now, and they are um, raising the flag of Ghana very high. They are doing a very good job. I think that um, if you look at their performances from the first game um, up till now, you can tell how good of a side are they are, especially after they were able to bounce back from a defeat the last time um, into a very good win. So Ampim Dakwa are, are doing a very good job, and we are hoping that by the time we are done get um, Amping Nakwa would have sailed to
11: Uh, Interesting there. Well, uh, Fifi, also uh, away from the door, and we'll keep tabs on that game and bring you an update. But the Black Stars are in Kumasi ahead of their game on Friday against Madagascar, that walk-up qualifier game. uh, They held training yesterday, also held training today. We understand there are some 24 players in camp, and uh, Loris Atizig is yet to join the squad. What can you report? Why has he not joined the squad up to now?
30: Well, um, in, in fact, Lawrence Atizigi did join the squad today. He joined us. Oh, great, today. great! Um, mm. Yes, and, and, and he did train. He was the um, only new player to, to, to join the squad today. And then he did mm. train. So, mm. yeah, that's by way of update. Um, Atizigi did join. Also, um, um, Andrew Jordan Ayu and then Mohamed Kudus, who are all both um, flew in from England um, two days ago, didn't train with a full, didn't join the full team training two days ago. Yesterday, I mean. But today, after the warm-up with the team, they did join with full-team training mm. um, here at, at the Barbara Sports Stadium. So, just, that's just by way of the players that have joined the camp and those that partook in training today.
11: Mm. I mean, Fifi, you know, we know that this is the aftermath of preceding, uh, you know, uh, evading. You know, it's fair to say that, but, you know, escaping the sack. Rumours were right; They was going to be asked even before this game. And you know he's going into this game after what was, you know, a very poor performance in the USA. In terms of tactics, though, uh, based on what you have monitored in training, should we expect an all-attack football, goals galore, or we are just going to see the same old Christian?
30: So, Muswa, uh, well, funny enough, the first thing I picked up from Christian and his preparation towards this game, of course, off the back of the rumours about his possible sack is how he has tried to prepare in all secrecy in in, in the lead up to this game. So do you remember that the Black Stars were supposed to fly into Kumasi on Wednesday. That was changed the last minute. They flew, in, they flew in on Tuesday. Again, yesterday they are changing the first one was behind closed doors. You see, usually when the Black Stars is behind closed doors, the um, um staff of the NSA, some journalists are still able to find their way into the Baba Sports Stadium and watch them yesterday nobody nobody was allowed into the Yara sports stadium to watch the black stars again today to the extent that staff of the nsa were asked to put away their phones and so that nobody could record anything every the offices of the nsa were closing the stadium to make sure the black stars of ghana could have a full training properly in camera and behind closed doors so um Everything had gone on behind closed doors. Of course, we were able to sneak through um, the, the tight security and bring our, our viewers something. And then the fact that Jordan Ayu trained train today, Mohamed Kudus did train, Lawrence Atikizi joined the squad and he did train also with that. So, yes, by way of factors, I, I, I've seen a possible lineup where I do think that there is going to be very high-pressing, very fully attacking team, this one. And, and I have a feeling that someone like uh, Majida Shimeri, who just joined the squad, may have a part to play. We probably are not going to play with too many DMs. would love to push up in this game and have be much more progressive, have a lot of the ball and counter-press a lot. That means that someone like Antoine Semenyo, if it's fully fit by Friday, is going to have a part to play in this game. So, yes, even before the tactics, Chris Hilton has tried to put measures in place so tight, that's that. His taxes and what's not is then linked to um, and, and the media and, of course, to his opponents on Friday. Well, one thing, one, thing,
11: yeah, one thing that characterizes the Black Stars stay in Kumasi is the, how the fans often receive them. This news suggests that the fans have had no contact whatsoever with the Black Stars. Therefore, how is the mood in Kumasi ahead of the game on Friday? Are we likely to see a packed stadium? And in terms of marketing, promotional activities for the game, what have you monitored so far? Well, I mean, just like
30: every other Black Stars game, we've seen um, representatives from the sports ministry, representatives from the National Sports Authority, representatives from the GFE trying to go on from media house to media house to try and um, 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 uh, encourage people to throw in the stadium on Friday. And mm-hmm. um, For the people of Kumasi, it is just one-day. People are a little bit much more relaxed now. And I think it's also good for the black stars. They want some peace of mind to train. Yes, um, some media people did complain that they would have loved to be in there to see their black stars, but you can understand.
11: What's happening tomorrow? We understand the coach is going to meet the press tomorrow. Is that still going to come off? Yeah. Um, so um, exactly around
30: the time that training. So today training was around 3.15 they're allowed. Mm. Um, we are picking that tomorrow. The presser is going to be around 3pm at most 3.30. Mm-hmm. Um, the press will be allowed to meet coach Chris Hute. He's going to have a pre-match presser. Mm. And one player of course is going to deal with him. Mm. And I'm sure that in that pre-match presser he'll be asked about tactics. Mm. He'll be asked about it's really there were, the rumours that were going around that he was about to be sad. Mm. Actually, did he hear that as well? Mm. How did he feel with mm. stuff like that? But mm. yes, tomorrow we are waiting and I'm sure that Chris Eaton is preparing for
11: us as well. Fifi, we'll be back here tomorrow for more update from you. Thank you so much, Fifi Manfred, with Welcome, our sister man. station in Shore FM there. But let's head to the MTN FA Cup now because the draw for the round of 64 games have been held. It was held held here today at the GFA Secretariat and some exciting fixtures to look forward to Defending champions, Dreams FC, will take on Susubribe at the Theatre of Dreams, and they will welcome Marcias and Tukotoko. will play Nations FC, uh, staging an Ashanti Derby at the Bibera Sports Stadium. But look at it. Kotoko Royals will play Suedra All-Stars, Eliminas Sharks, Young Red Bull, Crojia uh, All-Stars, Soccer Intellectuals, Gold Stars play Rose Park FC, Mediama will play Basake, Holy Stars, Fijia United, in Kotoko, Sky FC, FC Samatex, Blue Skies Pelicans, Kofarida Susheng, Dreams FC Susubribi, Hatafognania, and Kofarida Sempe. They play a Trump DeVeza. Nagor the Nations FC, Great Olympics and Golden Cakes, Legan Cities, and the Crow Lions will. Also be in action, of course, more fixtures there. You can see New Odi playing Park Academy, uh, Namoro playing Canfizo, in Swan Man playing Mana FC. Bechem United, Debbie B United, Becum, uh City playing Techima Liberty uh, Professionals. There, so very exciting fixtures. And uh, a and Nations FC also locking horns there, and uh, we'll, we'll definitely keep tabs on all the fixtures. Oh, ho United and Home Stars. That's a uh, Volta Regional Derby there. Ho-Ho United and Home Stars, and. Uh, Accra Athletic playing Aflao, Apuba and Heart of Lions. Another Volta Regional Derby, Heart of Lions versus Akachi All-Stars. And the date for these pictures and venues of the same will be communicated to the public in due time. Well, for Accra Hata folk, yesterday they sacked their head coach, Martinos Kupman, after leading the club to only two wins in ten games in the ongoing Ghana Premier League. But... How does he rank in terms of the length of time coaches have spent at a Hatafok? But Gary Al-Smith has all the details.
21: Statistically, Hart appoints a coach every seven months and two weeks on the average. Koopman, the Dutch tactician who was appointed in August, spent only 92 days at the helm. And that's the second lowest since Costa Papage, going back to 2011, of course. In the 2021-22 season, the capital club changed coaches four times. That's before the arrival of Samuel Buidu, who eventually, of course, went to win a- the league title for the Phobians. And within the last 12 years, Buidu has spent the highest number of days of the club. 576. While the Serbian Costa spent 78 days on his second coming at the help? The list of 20 from 2011. One, Nebosa Vutichevich was appointed February 2011, fired March 2012. That's 409 days. Siki came in, appointed March 2012, fired November 2012, 226 days. David Duncan appointed that month and then fired a year later in November 2013. That was a total of 370. Ahmed Polo, in an interim capacity, also given 364 days to do his work. That's November 2013 to June 2014. The later were appointed January 2015 and, and fired in July. That's 194 days. So then you come to Edward Ansan in an interim capacity, Chan Van Lee, Kenichi Yachuhachi, Sergio Traguil, Frank Nutal, Henry Wellington Namte, Seth Hoffman in an interim capacity, Kim Grant, Edward Neodum, Costa Papage. Someone in an interim capacity, Samuel Bwedu, zlavsko matich, David O'Clue in an interim capacity, and now Martinez Koopman. So the question is who's, mm-hmm. who's going to be next? <laughs> next
11: seven months, are we likely to see a new coach? Well, we'll wait to see, but let's head to tennis now. And Carlos Akaras kept alive his semi final hopes and has made an ATP finals campaign with a win over Andre Rublev, in which the Russian hit himself. So hard with his racket he drew blood. The uh Wimbledon champion Akaraz had lost to Alexander Vervev in his red group opener. But the Spaniard returned to beat Rublev. Uh, 6 seven five-six two entering Italy. Well on his way.
28: on his way down as well still found a way
25: oh he's got him it's a stunner from Alcaraz there's no doubt this man is starting to play his best tennis he's really starting to feel it
28: Yeah, it's good. There will be a challenge, but. Rublev already off to his bench. It is. It's been that kind of day for the world number five. Alcaraz
15: requires just
28: one more game. It is the first ever victory at the NATO ATP finals for Carlos Alcaraz.
11: In the ATP finals there, where Janik Sinner also claimed his first victory, uh, first ever victory, actually, against Novak Djokovic, as the Italian beat the world number one at the ATP finals, also in in Turin. Sinner won a third set tight break to secure the group match, 7-5, 6-7, 6 in three hours and nine minutes. It was 36-year-old Djokovic's first defeat since Wimbledon men's final in July. Djokovic responds. Oh, that's outrageous.
31: Approach there from Djokovic. Well, I think last time we played was semis in Wimbledon, and uh, I won in straight sets, but it was a very close match. You know, a few few points here and there decided every set. So game wise, I think uh, you know he's playing. He was playing as well as he's playing today. Um, maybe better serving better. Um, but I think the main difference is that in the important points he was uh, going for it. He was more courageous, and he. Yeah, he, he um, uh, deserved to win because in the important moments I, I, I wasn't, I guess, aggressive enough. I wasn't decisive enough, and I gave him opportunity to uh, take the control over the points. Um, yeah, like 5-0, third set, 15-30, second serve. You know, uh, I was in the rally and should have stepped in, but I didn't, and he did. And you, you have to just congratulate him. He just played a fantastic match. That's what I told him at the net.
11: Well, that's all I have for you on Prime Sports We're here as And I'm uh, is Akos Bow, and after next is Express. Please do stay tuned to join us.
1: Sports segments was brought to you by Minda DBS Industries. To you, let's go to DBS Industries.